Hello, hello, and welcome back to Being a Has Never, the podcast about someone trying to navigate the film industry. I'm your host, Juan, and as always, thank you so much for tuning in. So it is March 2020, the longest month of that year. I don't know why, but please tell me I'm not the only one that agrees that March felt the longest month. And of course, with that, it was the pandemic. We just got into lockdown. It's the long month, and... We're bored in the house and we're in the house bored. Bored in this motherfucking house in the house and I'm in the house bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. <laughs> I'm sure with that little clue, we all decided to hop on the TikTok trend. Now, back in episode one, Seven Hair Care and the social media team said, jump on TikTok because it is going to become the next big social media wave. Lo and behold, because of the pandemic, yes. TikTok went from this stupid lip-syncing app to a full-on day in the life. Let's do some fun, relatable content. And I'm over here like, well, I'm bored with seeing the same shit I'm doing in my house. Let's see what other people are doing because it's social media. Share what you're doing. So I'm seeing everybody doing that Korean coffee where they whip up the instant coffee and then they put it on some like iced oat milk. I wanted to try that, but I never got onto it. Or like people doing at-home TikTok dances. People are showing this is what I'm baking while in the pandemic. People are also opening up how COVID has treated them. TikTok was probably one of the best ways to kind of keep in touch with people on a more... I don't want to say non-political way, but like people were really open about sharing what's going on in their day to day. And I'll admit, I was seeing that and I was like, let me share what I'm doing on TikTok. As a hairstylist, we basically were like, okay, we're just going to hang out, but let's show what we're doing at home. I remember showing videos of me like making pasta at home or doing like this crazy giant sundae that I was making. But as a makeup artist, I kind of realized this is a new opportunity for you to capitalize on a new social media platform. I'll be honest, I was trying to be an influencer on YouTube. I was trying to be an influencer on Instagram. I was trying to be an influencer on Twitter. I was really trying to grow myself as a social media personality on all these different platforms. And because TikTok was so new, since I first started doing makeup, I do have some better techniques and styles that I can share with people. How do you want to be an influencer? Because we've all seen the same, get ready with me to go to my you know, sister's dentist appointment. Get ready with me so I can go pop my puss at the club. You know, we've seen those videos. Or, hey guys, it's been 20 days since I last posted my video. Let me just give you all the deets and tea about what's been going on. And they spend the next 30 minutes, you know, doing their makeup. For me, as entertaining as those videos can be, just getting to know these people, I was just one of those consumers who were like, just get to the goddamn point. Show me the makeup palette you're using, the single shadow, the lipstick. Show me what you're using so that I may potentially want to put that in my kit. You know what I mean? <laughs> the, the best example I have is Willem from Drag Race. He does the, uh, the beatdown where he makes commentary on all these internet videos. And one of them was during their Christmas special where Zoella posted this tutorial on holiday makeup. And it was the funniest shit I've ever seen because, girl, just show me. Show me the goddamn makeup. Like, stop talking and just put on the makeup. And I thought, yes, Willem, that's exactly what I want to do. So instead of posting a lot of the get ready with me, let me talk, let me just post makeup tutorials with the palettes that I have at home. And I will say I did get a really good flow and a really good start with it. 
Looking back at it now, I really did like the fact that I was like, just get to the point, show me the makeup, show me how you apply it. Because I remember in the early days, I think you only had, what, 60 seconds to post a TikTok on your social media, or was it 30 seconds? Either way, they were short tutorials, which I think worked out perfectly for me. Because I was one of those people that like, here, let me show you the item, let me show you the color, and I will quickly blend it out for you. But also, it was kind of a challenge trying to condense, okay, what's the most important thing? Do I want to show the eyeshadow? Do I want to show the foundation? You know, I tried to show as much of the items, products, and step-by-step -step tutorial. I really tried to focus in on TikTok's, like, requirements so that my content could really get pushed out. And I think I had a pretty good success going. I had people duetting. I had people commenting. I had people reacting. I was also posting from TikTok to Instagram. Plus, I also had a film degree, so I might as well use it and create short-form videos, right, to get some more practice in. So I had a good time. And I think what was really more exciting was this is a new opportunity to try to become a social media influencer, especially now you don't have any excuses to not put the energy into it. I'm at home, I'm sitting, I'm eating, I'm watching TV. You might as well just shoot some tutorials and just go for it. And after posting a few videos and a few pictures, guess who decides to hit me up? Lo and behold, it is my content producer, Annette. Hey, bitch. She hits me up on Facebook Messenger and goes, hey, it's not like I don't miss you or anything because whatever, but me and a few girlfriends are getting together on Sundays and we're doing Zoom calls and we're doing makeup with each other where we pick a theme and then we create a makeup look based on the theme. You don't have to join because, like I said, it's not like I don't miss you or anything. <laughs> Obviously, I said yes, because I'll be honest, y'all, I was getting sick and tired of seeing the same person in my whole bubble, and it was nice just getting to meet up with some old girlfriends and, like, just chit-chat, talk, and just like, hey, what's new? What's going on? How's the pandemic for you? How are the students? Because some of them were actually teachers that had to do Zoom uh, classrooms, so it was pretty cool to hear how it was going for them. Plus, it was also nice just to catch up with Annette again. So shout out to you, girl. I definitely enjoyed our Sunday fun days. And the girls actually were really fun, and they were so creative with the looks. There were definitely a few themes that we would randomly pick from, like Sailor Moon, an anime, or like a Studio Ghibli. Harry Potter, I remember, was a theme. Fairy makeup. But one of my very first ones I remember was a holiday makeup look. So the idea was you would pick a holiday from, from out of the year. You can do St. Patrick's Day, Mother's Day, Easter, Halloween, Christmas. I think a lot of us fought for the Halloween makeup because we were all creative and obviously Halloween is like the best time of the year. I think like 4th of July was another really big one and Thanksgiving was a really fun one because of the colors. But I remember I went with Christmas and I didn't want to do just the basic like brilliant gold eye with the red lip. I of course had to be extra as fuck and I decided to do a Christmas slash Halloween makeup look. So the idea was it was special effects makeup. Unfortunately, no, I didn't turn myself into a who because I didn't have the prosthetic nose, but I still had my liquid latex, my faux blood, some tissues, cotton, and some old plastic Halloween, or not Halloween, Christmas decorations, my bad. I decided to recreate the soda can in my eye look, but this time it was Christmas ornaments smashed into my face. And I have to say, I think it was really fun. It was super cool. The girls loved it. Everyone else did a really fun idea. 
And it was just doing that fun creativity with them that I really got the best out of it. Granted, I don't really do special effects makeup anymore, but I did like the idea that I can still whip out a really quick, really fun, easy look in under an hour. Was it two hours? It was something like that, but still, I had a fun time just hanging out with the girls and doing a Sunday fun day makeup. I think with the basic routine that we had going throughout the week, the Sunday fun day was for sure the thing that I was looking the most excited for. Like I said, March was the longest month of the year. And as it kept going on and on through the lockdown, there was nothing I was looking forward to. Maybe a trip to the grocery store just to get some new food to eat, but it really got the creativity of flowing. It gave me some new ideas to post on TikTok. It gave me some fun, like, let's experiment a little bit. Let's push out the comfort zone. It was just fun doing something that I wanted to do ever since I got back from L.A. and put a little glimmer of hope that you're still keeping that creativity a flowing and a growing. <laughs> but with Sunday Fun Day only being once a week, I had to try to figure out like what are some other things that I can do to occupy my time? I mean, I was getting used to the short format on TikTok. I was getting used to just posting on Instagram, yet I still had a YouTube page. And this YouTube page, unfortunately, was getting neglected. I maybe put a few tutorials out, but I really didn't give it the love I was looking for, especially since I was trying to become this social media personality. So then I thought to myself, what are some other things that you have around the house? First and foremost, I didn't want to share my house because it was a mess. But then I thought, you have designer handbags. You have a collection going. And you carry a lot of secondhand handbags. <gasps> I got it. I decided to share my secondhand collection of all the Louis Vuittons that I've collected over the years at a very cheapened out price. Now, I don't do fakes. I'm going to just say that right now. So if you're asking my link to that gate website, I don't have one because I'm just not a fan of them. But I am a fan of recycling vintage goods. I was collecting pieces that were like 60% off practically because some of the original prices were like 1200 2000 2200 maybe like 1300 And I was getting them for like two, three, five hundred $500, I think at the most I paid for my second handbag. But I was still getting some really great designer hand pieces that were in still in great condition. I know one of them was like, no, nah, she had some love. She's missing her pouch. But you know what? She still can work. And I personally did not care that I was still collecting secondhand bags because all purses at one point are going to get raggedy. They're going to get used. But that just shows they have some fun, some history. They were going to get thrown away anyway. So might as well give them a good home and take care of them and bring them out. Although I definitely have to be careful with them because some of these bags are like, 40, 30, 20 years old. So they're, they're still hanging on good. Vintage Louis Vuitton is supreme, but you want to take care of some old bags. So I decided to share with my collection all the handbags that I have from like the type of material, the type of canvas. I was trying to give like full in-depth reviews about them, what I loved about the bag, what I didn't like about the bag, and really reach an audience that were all about collecting thrifted and designer goods. Now, I will say it was the pandemic. Now, did it come off a little tone deaf that I was pushing out? This is what I spent on my luxury handbag. Maybe a little because, yes, people were dying. However, it was just something that I had creatively going. And it was just something to do. Granted, I now realize maybe don't share your handbag collection because I'm not trying to get robbed over here. <laughs> I don't want to be a walking, rob me, rob me. 
I have a $1,200 handbag. Please come rob me. <laughs> no, please don't do that. I'm, I'm kidding. But I wanted to just share with people. I wanted to find something that I could relate with everybody. And that was the best way to cross-promote my YouTube and my TikTok. Because I remember I would post on TikTok, here's a little snippet of my handbag collection. Here's a new video coming out. Check it out. Go on my YouTube. So I figured this is a really good way for you to keep yourself busy, to do some research, use your damn film degree, and use that goddamn camera of yours that you invested in so you can finally share with people how you're a filmmaker, but you can be relatable on certain topics. So the early days of the pandemic, yo, it wasn't fun. It definitely wasn't fun at first because it was such a long month. There was so much uncertainty, but I was able to find that creativity, that fun through social media. Being able to find a group of girls to just hang out, to create makeup looks, to playing with TikTok, to trying to find things that are relatable to other people, and even looking back at what I already have at home, to sharing with people on a wider audience on a platform that I don't really use a lot. So yes, scary, but at least I was able to take that time to create, share who I was, and try to bring more of my social media presence to a wider audience. So with that, you guys, how was the early days of the pandemic for you? Did you hop on the TikTok trend? Were you all about TikTok? Were you trying something new? Were you doing more makeup? Were you trying to be a personality? Let me know. You can hit me up on all your favorite social medias at Cruz. Enlighten me on how those early days of 2020 went. <laughs> and with that, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope your day is amazing. And I can't wait to catch you on the next one. Take care.